Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Steve TPFL. It is Monday. Yes, it's Monday. It's January 9th, week 18, NFL in the books. Dolphins going to the playoffs. Not optimistic, but happy they made the playoffs for, I think, the third time since 2000. So, as a Dolphins fan, through and through, um, at least happy we made it because at this point, it wouldn't have mattered draft pick wise. But excited for a nice little six game NBA slate to get the week started off. Joined today by my friend Christy Metzger, Creighton 12. Christy, how's it going? It's going great, Stevie. I know it's been a while since we've done uh, the morning grind together. And I know just kind of catching up on watching a lot of good football today. Like you said, your Dolphins are in. And I still am really surprised mostly by uh, um, the Houston game. I really thought, you know, they kind of had that Hail Mary at the end, kind of giving the Bears the number one draft pick. So, yeah, there's some kind of crazy games today, but uh, finishing up with the Packers tonight. What are the Texans doing? <laughs> right? Like, I, that was crazy. I just honestly couldn't believe it. I thought, gosh. And then they went for the two-point conversion. And, yeah, that was the craziest thing I've seen. When they went for two, I was like, he's throwing it into the ground. Or he's taking yeah. a sack. Like, yeah. uh, like That's what I thought, too. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I wasn't even trying to troll on Twitter earlier. I just <laughs> am just – I have no idea what happened in that game. Um, I, I mean, so, yeah – NFL week 18. I mean, there was some fun stuff, you know, the green Bay and the, the Detroit games going right now, <laughs> Detroit's coach Campbell. Hey, we just don't want them to make it. So, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's been a, it's been a pretty good game. I mean, pretty yes. low scoring, but exactly. a ton of fun. So excited for basketball to be back. Uh, if you're hanging out on YouTube, hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. If you're not hanging out on YouTube and you're listening, however you listen to the podcast, we hope you had a good weekend as well. Six games, and we're going to jump right in and get started with New Orleans at Washington taking on the Wizards. This game is currently at a 228 total, and the Wizards are a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the Pelican side. Ingram and Zion Williamson are both out. On the Washington side, Bradley Beal remains out. Johnny Davis is out. Makes a huge difference. Um, we'll go New Orleans first. What do you like for the Pelicans today? 
Yeah, so for the Pelicans, I mean, with Zion out, um, I know C.J. McCollum was out last game, but he's expected to be in today. So, I mean, he gets the the biggest, you know, usage bump with, with Zion out. So certainly I've interested him. He's at, at 32% usage rate with Zion out. Um, certainly I've interest in Jonas Valanciunas too. I mean, he kind of gets the next uh, bump up in usage there at 25.6%. So do you have some interest in him? Um, Marshall is starting to get priced up there a little bit. Um, however, I mean, he's still a good play. He's been putting up some big numbers here too. Um, in the starting role and with Zion out. So, I mean, those are three of the guys that I'm probably looking at, but you know, McCollum certainly makes a great play with, with Zion being out. Yeah. I mean, CJ McCollum, 8,500, 1.171, 1.17 fantasy points per minute, 31.7% usage rate over the last week with no Zion and no Ingram. The guy that I've been, you know, paying attention to is Valanciunas. He's 6,600 here. He's playing solid minutes and he's producing. He's producing at a 1.2 fantasy point per minute. That's higher than CJ McCollum. McCollum's going to play more minutes and have more usage, but we're getting Valanciunas at $1,900 cheaper on DraftKings. So have a ton of interest here in Valanciunas. You mentioned Najee Marshall. He's been someone that's just been a fantastic value play here with Zion out. I think at 55, he's still very playable. Um, Agreed. He's he keeps getting that price increase and he starts getting into that like six sixty five hundred type range. The conversation will be a little bit more is he worth it kind of conversation. But I think at this price with the minutes that he's playing, um, I have no problems with that. And then I mean that's really it for me. Uh, you could take some shots on Alvarado at forty five hundred if you want to. He's cheap. It's a six game slate. I'm gonna wait and see what value opens up throughout the day. But as of right now, I mean, I think he plays like that 25 to 30 minute role. And I mean, he's putting up a ton of shots. So for a bench guy, he's going to be someone that's, you know, probably going to get double digit points. So that's kind of what I'm looking at here on the New Orleans side. And then the Washington side, I mean, Porzingis is 9,400 and he's just going to have a field day in this game. If they feed him the basketball, he's just going to have a field day. I just don't know if he's necessarily worth 9,400. Kuzma's 8,400. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Washington? Yeah, exactly. I know they are, they're priced up. Like you said, should, should absolutely have a field day. Um, no Beal out. They both have, you know, kind of an equal amount of usage. I mean, both at 30% usage with Beal off of the floor. So yeah, I mean, I think they're both fine plays. Um, you know, I think you could maybe even throw, you know, depending on what value and things like that come out. But I mean, I think you could even throw, um, Rui in there, um, his usage bumps up to almost 24%. I know he doesn't start, but, um, certainly someone that you could look at too, but yeah, I, I think I, I like the discount on Kuzma. Um, but you know, both of them are fine GPP plays for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, like you said, after that, it gets kind of murky. Um, mm-hmm. Hachimura 4,700, we want it to work, you know, he, he's someone that we want to work. Um, Monte Morris, 4,800. He's kind of in that same range where you're like, let's see what value opens up on a four game slate or six game slate and, and see like remembering like in the back of your mind that like, Hey, this is the first game of the slate kind of thing. And I don't want to go. It's the only seven o'clock game. So you're like, eh, maybe I wait and see if anything opens up, you know, maybe stuff opens up throughout the day as well so I just those are like fringe value plays for me on both sides of this game so exactly uh, 
I wanted to note really quick, um, Larry Nance is probable for this game. He played 21 minutes um, Friday when he returned. If he, if you could guess that he gets like a five minute to eight minute bump in this game, he's 4,600 and he's someone that has double double upside. So totally forgot. I just, it was an oversight on my part. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. Listen, it, it's it's Sunday night, which is a Monday for me um, with my schedule. So, listen, uh, it happens, all right? Here we go. Chicago at Boston. 237 total in this game. The Celtics, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. On the Boston side, Gallinari is out. Marcus Smart is doubtful. On the Chicago side, Ball remains out. Caruso and Green are questionable. Um, like for me, when I was looking at this slate, I was like, "Eh, why is the total of this game so high?" Um, I, it just it threw me off so much because, I, I mean, like Boston is a team that is kind of middle of the road in pace. Chicago is twelfth, so it's not like we have two really fast paced teams here, and defensively like chicago's 20th boston is seventh so like it just to me it feels like this total is a little high what are your thoughts on the chicago bulls here yes i i I agree with you on the on the the high total for sure um you know on the bull side of it um you know the bulls have been the bulls have been playing well um zach levine is a player that's really been playing well as of late and his price doesn't seem to move a lot um, it has gone up about $600 on FanDuel, but on DK, it's still 7,500. And he's had a couple of games here recently that, you know, just have been incredible. Put up 50 um, fantasy points last outing game before 62. So, you know, three out of the four games have been just really, really solid for him. Um, shooting a lot of three pointers, shooting the most three pointers on the team. Um, so I think he's a very good tournament play. I like him. Um, DeRozan has certainly been playing well too. Um, he's a little bit more expensive, so in that 9K range. Um, so for me, I probably have more interest in Levine. And then Vucevic, too, at center, um, has been playing really, really well, too. So, I mean, he's another guy that priced at that 8K range that I think is just a great GPP play as well. So those are the three guys I have most interest in. But probably for me, Levine and Vucevic are probably two of the guys that I'm looking at the most on the Chicago side. Yeah, I mean, when all three of these guys are healthy, it's really tough. But Vooch has been playing fantastic here recently. And, I mean, just the the likes of Williams and Horford against Vooch, if they keep continue to keep feeding him the basketball, he's, he's someone that can rebound at such a high rate. You know, he you know you look at the last 10 games and double-digit rebounds, and I think in seven of those games. So just, he can rebound at such a high rate that I like the spot for Vooch. 8K is tough. Um Levine, he's so hit or miss. He's such a, a great large field, uh, you know, tournament play. But I mean, Vooch, he's averaging 47 against this team in three meetings. DeRozan has been fantastic against the Celtics this season. He gets up for this game every time. So I like him for tournaments as well. Um, like most nights, I like to rank Chicago. And if I'm ranking the big three for Chicago today, it's Vooch, DeRozan, Levine. Um, outside of that, I mean, don't know if you're going to need to Patrick Williams, 4,400, depending on the value that opens up today, he's going to play 35 minutes. Um, I mean, it's just, you know what you're getting out of him. You know, you're getting the minutes out of him. Um, you know, so that's why you're, you're kind of paying up. I will say that in 
a couple matchups against this team this season, he's gotten into some foul trouble. Um, I know at least one of them he got into foul trouble. So just that's the only worry that you have here. But he'll play the minutes, and AU is going to play minutes. No Marcus Smart might benefit him, but I would probably go Williams over AU. On the Boston side, I mean, here's the thing, right? Derek White is 5,100. We know he's going to play big minutes. He's going to be one of the top value plays on the entire slate. Brogdon getting some minutes here recently makes him very interesting for large field tournaments. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, your your ceiling guys are Brown and Tatum. They're just really expensive. What are your thoughts over here on uh, Boston? Yeah, very similar to your Stevie's. You know, I mean, Tatum and Brown, um, they're both very expensive. They're guys that I rarely get to unless is, unless one of them is out. So um, I, I doubt I'll end up getting to those guys. I mean, they're fine plays. They're just priced up there. Um, like you mentioned, and with Smart being out, yeah, I'm looking at Brogdon and White, and I mean, if you kind of look back at the last few games for Brogdon, I mean, he doesn't um, get the minutes that White does, but he's still been getting 28, 25, 26 minutes, and he's had a couple of big ceiling games where he's had close to 40 fantasy points in the last uh, two out of three outings, so I think, you know, Brogdon, like you said, White's probably one of the better value plays right now, um, but Brogdon, I think, is a really great tournament pivot, Um in that same game. And then I think you throw, you could throw Robert Williams in there for a value GPP play too. Um, he's 4,100. Um, and he had, he had a nice outing last, last time too. So he, he's more of a tournament play for me, but I think he's in the, in that conversation as well. Yeah. I mean, he's been on a minutes restriction. If you could get that game where they're going to give him four or five extra minutes, right. um, get that game right. And like his, his ceiling just goes up. Um, Jared Goff just threw a dime. Did he? A dime. Um, that was a great throw. As much as the crap we give Jared Goff, like, right? you know, so that was a good throw. But we're moving on. We got the Bucks and the Knicks up next. 221 and a half total here. The Bucks, a two-point favorite in this one. On the Milwaukee side, Middleton remains out. And then on the Knicks side, Barrett is doubtful. So really just kind of two guys that we're looking at here on the injury report night before. We'll go Bucks first. Giannis is 12K. It's six-game slate. Raw points matter. I mean, he has to be at the top of the list as far as raw points. Um, I mean, Jokic is playing the Lakers, and, you know, we can make the argument, but the fact is Jokic has a lot more help than Giannis right now. Um, So, I mean, the argument for me is, like, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do we just kind of plug in Giannis here and call it a day? Drew is 7,400. I love this price tag on Drew today. I don't know how many teams I built with Giannis and Drew, but I love the price tag on Drew. And I could see these guys combining for like 100 and maybe <laughs> like realistically like 100, 110. And I think at Holiday's price, that that's perfectly fine on a six-game slate. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, those those two are just going to get all the points. Um, Giannis, I do. I think he is the best spend on the slate for sure. Um, still no Middleton, like you said. 
um, yeah, we know where their production is going to be. I mean, I think, um, you know, on the GPP side, Portis is starting to get up there in price, but I mean, he's had some really good games. It's just, you never know for sure. I mean, he's usually in that 25 to 27 minute range. Um, so interesting GPP play, but yeah, for me, really Giannis. And like you said, holidays coming in at a really nice price too. Now that he's kind of getting back in and, and getting, hopefully getting some minutes increase here too. So I, I agree. Giannis is one of the top spins. Brooke Lopez is just solid in this spot. I, yeah. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, he's someone that's capable of 40 plus. So like, if you're not playing Giannis and you want to go like Drew and Lopez and just hope Giannis goes for 60 instead of 80. Um, I, I mean, 60 still on this slate might be enough, but you know, if you're not playing Giannis, you're probably playing Jokic or you're playing like Tatum or someone else in that like game that we just talked about or LeBron. I think you could probably get two of those guys today. We'll see. Um, I mean, we have a, we have solid value here night before. And I mean, there's Memphis is at least one team on a back to back. And so um, on the next side, like RJ Barrett being doubtful, I mean, it just kind of continues to open the road here for Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson to keep doing their thing. Um, I mean, not the greatest matchup in the world, but if this game's going to stay close, these two guys are going to be the reasons why. Uh, I think both of them are fantastic tournament plays today. And I don't mind quickly. He's been playing a ton of minutes here. He's a little bit more expensive than I'd want to pay for him. But those are the three that I'm looking at here. Mitch Rob. The minutes are there. Maybe you take some shots on him in large field tournaments to be different. But, I mean, those are the four guys that I wrote down for the Knicks. Um, am I missing something here? No, not at all. It's funny because that's that's exactly as I was kind of taking notes um, before we did the show too, Stevie. I'm like, you know, yeah, for me, Randall and Brunson, I mean, are just great tournament plays. For me, probably more Brunson. He's a little bit cheaper. But, I mean, Randall's got 31% usage. Brunson, 31% usage too with Barrett out. Um, just incredible plays and, you know, Vegas has this game projected to be close. So I like that. I do like quickly too. I mean, he's, he's ranks third in usage at 21% after Brunson. There's kind of a big drop off, but he gets minutes. We know Tibbs gives the guys minutes. Um, so we know where the production is kind of going. So certainly don't mind quickly, like you said. And then I thought the same thing too, you know, Mitch Rob, he's in that price point where, you know, he's definitely worth a shot in GPPs. Am I going to play him on my single entry or first couple lineups? No, but certainly want to include him in the pool. But I do have a ton of interest in, in Branson and Brunson and Randall for sure. Um, John Brown and um, Derek, everyone's saying hi on YouTube. What's up? John Brown, great catch today. Um, fantastic <laughs> touchdown. You know, turn back the time with those wheels. So great catch. San Antonio at Memphis, back-to-back for Memphis. No total out here. Um, I mean, we're going to be waiting on some news in this one. You know, the Memphis side, for sure. Like, John Morant did not play on Sunday with a thigh injury. Is he going to be back? Um, On the San Antonio side, Johnson is questionable. Um, Vassal's out, and Podol is expected to play. He's probable. So, yeah, I I mean – you know, John Morant's second end of a back-to-back, were they just sitting him on the first end? I mean, were they just sitting Steven Adams? He was sick. Um, so a lot to be paying attention to just in general in this game, you know, because with Johnson, questionable, Vassal already out. I mean, the first person that we're looking at on the Spurs side is probably Trey Jones, but he's 6K now. Um, you know, you hate the price tag. 
for him, if if Johnson sits, so can at 5K is someone that I think you have to look at. And I think Jakob Podol at 5,900, like he should play really solid minutes. They, you know, he was back over 30 minutes here recently. So, yeah, I mean, the this game is ugly. Like overall, this game is ugly. But there's a lot to look at in this game just because of, you know, players being out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and like you said, kind of need to know what's happening on the Memphis side, like, you know, with Ja being out tonight such. I mean, obviously changed the slate there too. Tyus Jones would be an incredible play. Um, Desmond Bain, I mean, even Tillman got the start tonight too and um, with Adams being out. Um, so, yeah. We kind of need to see what's going on there, but there could be some great plays there. And like you said, on the San Antonio side too, um, with Kelvin and Vassal being out, yeah, really Trey Jones is the guy. He is priced up. And then Jeremy um, Jeremy Sohan too, I think, you know, at 5K, you certainly need to take a look too. Once in a while, he can get into some foul trouble, um, but he's had some big ceiling games too and, and shown some big upside. So those are probably a couple of the guys I'm looking for on the San Antonio side. Memphis side, I mean, Tyus Jones had a big game. We know at this point, like, you just don't even look at the numbers. You're just like, hey, Tyus Jones, no John Morant plug in, you know, Tyus oh. Jones. So, you know, that's just something you, you you know. Like, you're just at that point. So, um, you mentioned Tillman. If Adams is out again, I think Tillman's interesting. Um, do, do they sit anybody on the back-to-back and let these guys come back? So, I, I mean, Memphis is interesting depending on who's in and who's out. Um, what are your general thoughts here for the Grizzlies? Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, Tyus Jones, I mean, he's just incredible. I mean, he started out really, really slow tonight and then just ended up with some incredible numbers. Um, Desmond Bain, too, you know, he's still priced really well, too. Um, so ton of interest in him, even really regardless, even if Jaws in or not, have interest in him. But if, if Jaws out, it's going to be a great play. Um, Jaron Jackson has shown some really great upside, too, um, in the last couple of outings. So interest in him. Um, Tillman, I definitely have interest in a value piece if, if Adams does sit. Um, and then the guy that's more of just a GPP play for me is Dylan Brooks. Um, I, I have more interest in the first four guys I mentioned and Dylan Brooks, you could throw him in, in kind of some tournaments as well. The only problem Christian Watson, first of all, is just that he's so talented. He's so extremely talented. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. All right. Yes. Sorry. Totally sidetracked by that amazing <laughs> catch just now. But what I was going to say was the the only problem that like Dylan Brock, Brooks, Dylan Brooks, see, totally sidetracked. Um, Dylan Brooks is my my issue with him is like he's just so scoring dependent, like exactly. fantasy wise. Um, it, it's very rare for him to get double digit combined like rebounds and assists. It, like it happens from time to time. But, you know, you're just so like he's someone that I would much more like go over to sleeper and say, hey, I'll take a point prop on him instead of you know, trying to play him in the DFS world. But I love the Desmond Bain call um, coming off a big game. Yes. Triple J had a really good game last night. If Adams is out again, um, his minutes are just still all over the place. You know, if we could get consistent minutes for Triple J, oh. he, he, gosh, you got to like, we just got to get rid of these like 20, 24, 25 minute games. I know they happen a little bit more recently on like games that just aren't close, but he's just, he's one of the first guys off the court when the games aren't close. And that it's always super concerning, but, his upside is just, it's real. So John Morant's out, ton of interest in Tyus Jones. If Adams is out, Tillman and Triple J, um, 
but yeah, I mean, just kind of see like if someone else sits on the second end of a back-to-back and those guys are back, they'll be interesting. So yeah, I mean, a game that's, you know, 12 game slate, we're probably not spending as much time on this, but a six game slate, um, definitely a game to pay attention to, um, news, news driven game here on a smaller slate. So we got Lakers at Nuggets, 239 and a half total. These last two games, these two games, um, to finish out the slate are banger games. I mean, we got high totals. Um, we got Nuggets favored by eight and a half in this one on the Denver side. Jeff Green is out and Peyton Watson is out. And then the Lakers side, Troy Brown Jr. is questionable. AD remains out. Reeves and Lonnie Walker remain out as well. Going to the Lakers first. They're going into Denver here tonight. Um, I mean, LeBron's probable, totally expected to play in this one. What are your thoughts here on the Lakers? Yeah, you know, I mean, you have to have interest in LeBron. I mean, I think he's he's in the conversation. I mean, we talked about Giannis being one of the top spins, but, you know, LeBron's right there too. We still know Anthony Davis. We just, he gets a ton of usage. Um, Thomas Bryant has been playing great with no Anthony Davis, you know, getting the minutes, getting um, some big points. So I think he's, um, I think he's a really, really great play. Um, And then, you know, just on the tournament side, because they are missing so many guys, I think you could throw Dennis Schroeder um, in there. You know, Westbrook's had a couple of big games coming off the bench too. Um, he's priced up there. So that's really more of a large field um, GPP for me, but yeah, interest in LeBron and, and, and Thomas Bryant are probably two of the guys that I have interest in the most. And then I would also throw, you know, Schroeder in there for kind of a last, last, last piece filler, um, if you will. Yeah, Lakers are tough for me. They're just such a tough team. Um, I worry about like Thomas Bryant struggling against Jokic in this game. Oh yeah, for sure. If he could stay out of foul trouble and, and play 30, <laughs> 32 minutes in this game, he could smash. So like, I think like if you're if you're playing like anything more than like three teams, I think you get some exposure to Bryant. Um, I don't hate the Schroeder call. He's all over the place, but he's playing a gazillion minutes right now. And, you know, with Reeves and Walker remaining out, um, I mean, I don't see the minutes kind of going anybody anywhere. Like, yeah. So, I, I mean, those are the two guys or that I'm looking out outside of, like, LeBron, um, Bryant, Schroeder. But, yeah, I mean, Lakers are tough. But the only good thing about the Lakers is, like, in close games, they're playing their guys a ton of minutes. So, um, I mean – kind of projecting where the minutes are going to go is fantastic, but <sighs> tournament wise, I think you got to like Russell Westbrook right now. Um, he looks like old West, uh, <laughs> old, old Westbrook. So like, if he's just going to keep doing this, um, I don't know. I think that with Anthony Davis out with these guys out and they're giving him the minutes, just, I, I think you keep playing Russell Westbrook right now. Denver side. I mean, Jokic is is phenomenal. Um, again, I would probably rank Giannis ahead of Jokic today, and that's just one of the reasons that like Jamal Murray at sixty eight hundred just seems a little underpriced today. Exactly. Um, Michael Porter Jr. at fifty nine hundred, I think, is someone you could look at in tournaments. But yeah, I mean, you could play Jokic. I'm not saying don't play Jokic. He probably scores sixty to sixty five fantasy points today. Um, I just think that like. 
most slates, Giannis is going to outscore Jokic today. Um, and when they're like, I think it's like $300 difference. I, I just, I prefer Giannis today. And usually, usually it's the other way around. I'm not a huge Giannis person. Um, what are your thoughts here on Denver? Yeah, I agree. I, I really do like Jamal Murray's price too. I mean, he's under 7K and I just think he's one of the better GPP plays for, for guards. I mean, he's going to get, he should get strong minutes. I mean, he's ha- he's shown some good ceiling games um, recently too. So I, I really like that when you mentioned him, I, I had written him down as a strong GD play. And I agree. I mean, I think Jokic, I mean, I think if Giannis ends up carrying a ton of the ownership, you know, Jokic would make a good, um, good pivot for one of the top spends on the, on the slate. Cause I mean, obviously they both have great upside. So for me, it's just mostly Jokic and Jamal Murray. Um, you know, Porter is fine. Um, if you kind of land him on as a last piece too at 5,900, but um, Jamal Murray, I, I certainly definitely will consider him even in some single entry stuff as things sit tonight. All right, we finish out with my Orlando Magic going into Sacramento and playing the Kings. 238.5 total in this one. Kings, a six-point favorite um, on the Kings side. I mean, everyone looks good to go. On the Magic side, Bull Boyle is out. Um, Harris got sent down. Jonathan Isaac remains out. Nokiki remains out. So, I mean... For as far as like the magic and injuries this season, I mean, they're pretty close to being full strength and Sacramento's pretty full strength. I mean, if I'm stacking a game on this slate, it's probably this one. Um, I mean, I do think that Boston total is really interesting that like Vegas thinks it's going to be that high. Um, So that game, I think, is stackable as well. But let's talk magic first. Going into Sacramento, um, I mean, the guy that's kind of jumping off the page to me here a little bit is Wendell Carter Jr. He seems a little underpriced at 6,400 in and out of the lineup, but the minutes are there. We know that Paulo Vanchero is probably like the high ceiling guy for the Magic right now. Um, Fultz has these games where he just shows up and has big games. Um, I mean, 6,100, like all of these guys are interesting. Um, And I will note like, Cole Anthony's minutes are kind of getting back into that like 30 minute role. Does that change like with Jalen Suggs being back or not? So talk to me about the magic here. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Wendell Carter does seem a little bit underpriced and I think he's an interesting play and Markel Fultz too. I do. I think he's a really good and interesting pivot. He's priced the same um, similar to Trey Jones, you know, within a hundred dollars or so. And I think Trey Jones will probably carry some more ownership on the San Antonio side with all those guys being out with Kelvin and Vassal being out. So I think he's a very interesting, cause yeah, I mean, he can have some big upside and put up some points in a hurry. Um, kind of that last game of the slate, like you said, it makes an interesting game stack. So I think Fultz, um, Paulo Banchero, like you said, and Carter, those are probably the three that I have the most interest on, on the Orlando side. Um, but you know, I, I do think this is a very interesting game stack getting a couple pieces then on the Sacramento side too. But yeah, for me, probably those three are the the guys I'm looking at the most. All right, let's go to that Sacramento side. I mean, Sabonis should have a field day with the Magic here. I like his chances to continue this like 50-point streak. He's just expensive at 10-5. Also think like his price could potentially keep his ownership down. I think this is a really good spot for Fox. The Magic have been terrible against guards all season. And I also think, like, Herter is someone that's been shooting the ball well, and he could do really well here against this perimeter defense. Um, Listen, I watch the Magic play a lot. Um, They're my favorite team. 
and uh, we don't play defense. So I think it's a fantastic spot for the Kings. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And like you said, Sabonis and Fox, a really great plays. Um, and they probably are going to go overlooked, you know, just with a lot of great plays going on earlier in the slate. So I think I, I like that. I like the Kevin Herter call too. Um, just kind of a nice mid-tier guy. I mean, Harrison Barnes isn't always a guy that, I mean, he's, he's just kind of a steady guy kind of gets to your points and stuff. So maybe a last minute filler, if you need, if you need somebody in that range, I mean, Herter, I would rather get to him um, just for a little bit more upside, but yeah, I do like Fox and Savonis a ton and it would be nice to get, you know, three, four or five pieces of this whole game for a little game stack. Yeah. I like this game. I mean, for a six game slate, we have some really good games today. So really interested to see like how, how like injury news changes the slate because right now I really like this slate. I think it's a fantastic slate. It is a good slate, yeah. There's like three player props that I have already written down to like check in the morning to see what they're at. So um, I, I really like this slate. I think this slate's gonna be really fun. Good way to start the week off here. Play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here and uh, go watch the end of the Green Bay game. So favorite play under five thousand on DraftKings to go for seven X. Who is the value play that you like today? Um, I am going to say, um, I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Robert Williams for Boston. I like it. Like, this is an easy answer for me. If we knew that like John Morant's out, Tyus Jones, 4,900, like that, just plug and play type of play, um, with not knowing like whether or not he's going to play or not. I'm going to go with Jose Alvarado, 4,500. I really like this upside. Um, man, Aaron Rodgers just threw a terrible. I don't know, like, what just happened. Maybe there was a flag or something, but he just, yeah, it was not good. <laughs> anyway, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today at the top? Over 8K, I am going to go with... Um, Boy, I think I'm going to go just because he's so expensive. I, I think I'm actually going to go Porzingis. I mean, he has a good matchup, but he's gotten up there price-wise. So I'm going to go Porzingis. No issues with that. Um, yeah, this one's tough today. I, I like a lot of the spend up. That's like this is why I like the slate so much. Um, I like a lot of the spends up spend up options on this slate. I'm going to go Jalen Brown. He's 9,500. I consider. I do, yeah, I like good. his ceiling. I like his upside. Um, I could see this being like a close game and I could see him doing well. But yeah, um, for me, I, yeah, this is an interesting spot. So favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Favorite 6X play. I am going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Najee Marshall. I know he's priced up there, but I think he's still, he's had some big games. So I'll go Marshall. I like Valanchunas today. I think this is a really solid spot for him. I think the role, I think he's going to continue to get double-doubles, get that nice little bonus. Um, I like him to go over 40 fantasy points today. So um, I like this spot for Valanchunas. I like that. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Anyone standing out to you that you think is going to be under 10% owned? That could be a difference maker. Um, I Let's see. As of tonight... Um... I'm going to throw out 
Under 10% ownership. I'm, I'm just going to throw out Portis out there. I mean, he'll get overlooked just because he's priced up there, but I just think he's an interesting GPP play. I like that call. Like the price is definitely going to be um, a determining factor for that. Yeah, so exactly. I like it. Um, I'm struggling today. Usually like this question is really easy for me and I find someone that I really <laughs> like um, that's going to be low owned. It, but I'm going to go Kevin Herter. I don't think he'll get a ton of ownership today. Maybe I'm wrong and he is someone that, you know, becomes popular. But I think that like this is a spot we could see him make like four, five, six threes against this perimeter defense. So um, I like Kevin Herter today. Uh, any bets, anything standing out to you here night before that you want to look at? You know, I haven't really looked into that too much. I know you mentioned you had a few that you were looking at, Stevie, but I haven't really looked at that too in too in depth yet. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. No, that's fine. Um, I'd rather you say you don't have anything when you don't or try yeah. to force something. So uh, yeah, the no, listeners appreciate that as well. Right? Um, no, exactly, exactly. I don't, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be looking at Valanciunas's point rebound prop. I That's something that I really have a ton of interest in. And I also have a ton of interest in um, Vucevic's point and rebound top prop. I want to see what those yeah. come out yet. Um, I also, like, everything in my bones tells me that the Celtics Bulls at 237 is high. Um, I, I need to look into that more because, I mean, it just seems really high to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are the three things that I'm going to be looking at here in the morning. But uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, like you said, this is a really, really great six-game slate, a lot of different ways to go. So it's, it's just great for tournaments. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great one. And, uh, yeah, good to do the show with you. Always fun hanging out, catching up. You know, you're doing all this live final traveling and stuff. So, you know, got to squeeze a podcast out of you every once in a while. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. We will see you again tomorrow.